0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 22 of season two. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is your boy, Bruno Vision.
1: Kurt, ask me why it's your boy, Bruno Vision. Why is it your boy, Bruno Vision? Bruno? Well, Kurt, let me fill you in a little secret here. It's certainly not because of my actual vision. That's well documented. Not a vision guy. Among the many things I am, I am not a vision guy. However, been watching the new Marvel show, WandaVision... Big fan, Kurt. I know. I don't know if you are a huge uh, Marvel guy. I don't know if you're a huge Disney Plus guy. You know, t- t- we tend to stick to sports here, and that's fine. It'll do what you got to do. Just saying, if you haven't seen WandaVision Vision and you are a Marvel fan, go watch it. It's pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you, Bruno. I'm relatively a Marvel virgin. Ooh. Okay. I
0: I have heard great things back in the day in the back room at, at UConn and Gamble. Many times there were Marvel movies being discussed, and I felt like an idiot because I had quite literally no idea what was going on. But I think I think I'm gonna to have to dive into it pretty soon.
1: And I know I know you would be for that, Kurt. I you know let's not you know uh, children cover your ears. But Kurt, I will take your virginity when it comes to that matter happily if you will let me because <laughs> Marvel is uh, one of my favorite things of all time. Not afraid to admit, you know. I I know Kurt, you were around us all when Avengers Endgame was coming out, which is kind of like the last one of this most recent phase. I saw it in theaters like eight times. When I saw it the first time, Kurt, I cried. I legitimately cried. I'm not even afraid to admit it.
0: RIP and peace to movie theaters because those aren't really a thing
1: right now. That's true. Unless you bought stocks of AMC, which is a whole other thing.
0: (laughs) That's it, Bruno. That's a great segue. That's it. Stonks. Stonks. Yeah, Bruno, we'll have to chat after this podcast. I'm going to need you to send me a detailed list in what order
1: I'm supposed to watch the Marvel movies, and I will do it. You don't know how hard I got you. I'll, you know, I wish this wasn't COVID times because I would be there for half of them. But you know what? We'll figure it out. I will definitely send you that.
0: Forget playing
1: the field. It might just be like watching Marvel with Kurt and Bruno. <laughs> <the> first <laughs> season three. Could you imagine us streaming, you watching it for the getting your like live reactions and having me just scream at you for like not laughing or not loving it? Like that would be electric. content. You know what? Uh, stats guy, uh, who's also our content guy, put that down as a future content idea. Live stream of Kurt watching it for the first time.
0: Stats guy, content guy, and merch guy. <laughs> merch guy. Oh, people forget merch guy. <laughs> merch guy. Um, <laughs> all right. Save that idea for later. Maybe a, maybe a Twitch stream coming out. Okay. But uh, the reality is, this is not that. Uh, this is a podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> back to reality, baby. No, we only have two episodes left right now in this uh, whole season. Don't say that. Well, don't say after that. we're done recording this, one.
1: Oh, don't say that either, Kurt. Well
0: wow what a journey what a journey 22 episodes in season two so far that's a lot of twos yeah that is a lot of twos uh two, does be my lucky number
1: oh my lucky number is three so that's problematic but you know what we'll uh we'll just kind of roll with the punches here Kurt we are down to Super Bowl week how weird is that it doesn't even feel like Super Bowl week like I don't know how what you've been feeling and I know it's been like virtual and stuff but it really it almost doesn't even really feel like Super Bowl week
0: no it doesn't feel like Super Bowl week because obviously well you Know being Patriots fans, we're very used to having to watch Super True. Bowl week. Um, we're, we're in it so much, so <sighs> it's a tough life being a Patriots fan. But it uh, when Tom Brady tweeted that picture out of like him in front of a uh, the camera, like the Zoom camera, as like this is a weird also, shout out to Tom Brady for humble bragging because mm. he was like, I've been to 10 of these now. <laughs> He's like, This is a weird, this is weird. <laughs> oh. It was, It doesn't feel like Super Bowl week. Not a lot is happening leading up to, to the big game, um, which is unfortunate because it really has been a pretty exciting NFL season and a season that I know I, for a long for a, for a while there, didn't think was going to get to this point. I don't know about you, Bruno, but it just with everything happening with COVID, with the outbreaks that happened primarily between this week like three and eight, it just never felt like it was going to get completely off the ground to get to this point. But alas, here we are.
1: Yeah, I'm the same way as you. We would get reports every week about which players were going to be out. It was in the beginning of the season. The Titans just had an entire outbreak. People kind of forget about that. Later in the season, it was the Browns who were kind of going through that in between all sorts of other teams. So, I, you know, it's been the same way. It's kind of like we've been holding our breath this whole time. And even this week, you know, there's some news this week about uh, close contact tracing happening with a couple of Chiefs players who are going to have to test negative to be able to play in the Super Bowl. So it is definitely weird we are all just holding our breath that uh nothing further really uh develops or you know dampens the kind of super bowl game itself but yeah like i'm looking forward to you know hopefully being knock on wood having a healthy game and being able to look back on the season and say hey we made it hey we're so close we're yep. so close bruno
0: and um yeah let's just get right into the super bowl matchup all right let's, let's just get it. right into it okay we have a titan of a matchup okay a a marvel classic this could Ooh. Be, okay you have oh give me give me a marvel movie that would associate with with hmm, no i'm going to take that back give me a marvel character that is tom brady and a marvel character
1: that is patrick mahomes okay so tom brady is 100% putting you on the spot Okay, so Tom Brady is Captain America done. Obviously everyone's favorite hero. He has the shield. He protects America from the bad guys. He's a war hero in the latest movie. There was a joke about he went back. I don't want to spoil things, but he went back in time and saw a version of himself and he looked at his ass and said that's America's ass. Many people say the same thing about Tom Brady having America's ass. Um, You know, he's the protector. He'll sacrifice himself for the cause. Uh, he's never done anything wrong in his life. He always abides by every single rule. He's just a shining beacon of hope and positivity. So obviously, Tom Brady is Captain America. without even. I'm going to cry. Yeah, That's there awesome. you go. There you go. Um, on the other hand, Kurt, I don't know if you'll get this, but other people will. Patrick Mahomes is Thanos, the villain from Avengers Endgame. If you aren't familiar, I don't want to spoil it again. Kurt still has to watch. But Avengers was split into two movies, Infinity War and Endgame. In the first movie, Thanos wins. And everyone's like, oh, shit. That was kind of like last year, right? Like uh, Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl last year and people were like, oh damn, Patrick Mahomes, oh, he's win, blah, blah, blah. Well, what do you know, round two, Kurt, I don't want to spoil too much for Avengers Endgame, but let's just say the outcome's really different in round two when Thanos comes back and tries to defend his title from the first movie. Things look a lot different from Thanos in the second movie. No one's denying his ability and his power, but Kurt, again, he might not come out on top the second time, all I'm saying.
0: I should have incorporated Marvel into this Freaking podcast sooner. <laughs> that was the dopest analogy i've ever
1: heard kurt edward you know what we're literally just doing this off the rip because i don't i don't ever tell you what my intros are going to be i thought of that like like 10 minutes before i we came on this call so this is not something that we planned we're just doing this off the rip
0: it's I wish people could see that because the entire time I had that shit-eating grin on my face. The entire time (laughs) you were talking, I was getting like fired up for Captain America. Uh, That's I like it. So all right, Thanos, Captain America, going at it in Super Bowl Fifty Five down in Tampa, Florida, Bruno. Um, Thanos got some boys on his team. Mm -hmm. He's got some boys on his team: Travis Kelsey, Tyree Hill, uh, the cheeseburger-eating machine that is Coach Andy Reid. They're they're. They're good. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're, they're good. They're obviously going for back to back titles. Uh, and then you have the story of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who, you know, after, after week 12, they were seven and five. Everyone was like, they might not make the playoffs. Well, they have wholeheartedly flipped the switch. Tom Brady has been a magician in the second half of the season. Uh, I've truly, truly, truly believe we'll, we'll get into this in a sec, more or less, but, um, They've kind of revamped the offense to be a little bit more friendly towards Tom Brady, um, and he's got them going. The offensive line is firing on all cylinders. That defense is playing lights out. It's going to be an amazing game. I already ordered um, my Tom Brady jersey, uh, not jersey, but Buccaneers gear because I am all aboard the Buccaneers hype train. Come for me in the chat, Patriots fans. Come Or in the comments, come after me. I dare you. I dare you. I double-dog dare you. But uh, Bruno, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I'm excited too. Again, we won't get into too much of what we think is going to happen because we do have our final pick six coming up this weekend, which is going to be absolutely electric. Um, but I agree in taking a look at a, a you know a very basic look at the two teams we kind of know what the chiefs are going to bring to the table offensively. Like, yes, they had that weird stretch to end the season where they maybe didn't look that great, but starting last week and a little bit in the weeks and playoffs beforehand, you kind of know that the chiefs are going to show up on offense, right? Like it seems to be completely honest, it's going to take like a peak defensive game from another team to really stop them. So they're kind of, you can kind of count on the chiefs offense doing chiefs offense things. The bucks offense is a little more volatile but when they're playing well and not firing on all cylinders, they're right up there with the Chiefs. It's just like trying to take a measure of like what level of what like like how, trying to guess as best you can what Bucks offense is going to show up. But the encouraging thing is, again, like I said, I think they're you know, they have the talent and the weapons there to do just that on the other side of things. The Chiefs defense, I would say, is, like, okay. I wouldn't say they're bad by any means. If you make it to the Super Bowl, your defense has to be at least, like, solid, right? But the Bucs defense, if we're – you know, I maybe I would put the Chiefs offense over the Bucs offense. But i probably put the Bucs defense over the Chiefs defense just in the fact that, A, we've seen what they've done in the playoffs. But, B, what we've talked about previously in terms of how they're playing inspired. You know, Tom Brady coming into the room. He came to this team and said, I'm going to take you to the Super Bowl. And he did it. And now they're here. And that, like – isn't something you can measure. You can't see that on a paper, but like it just you can just see it in their play. So you know if we're doing like you know who you give the edge. I know the media loves to be like, oh, we give edge here, give an edge here. I'd say you know the Chiefs maybe have the offense, the Bucks maybe have the defense. But at the end of the day, Kurt, only one team has Tom Brady. I'm not going to make my pick right now, but only one team has Tom Brady.
0: This is true. This is very very true, Bruno. That was a good breakdown. Um, I think you're spot on. I will say this about the Chiefs defense. I think they're a very underrated group. Um, I think their defensive coordinator is Steve Spagnola, who was the defensive coordinator for the Giants when they took down the Patriots. Why did
1: you, you have to say it, Kurt? Did
0: you really have to say that? I did have to say that just to let that float in your brain for a minute because, again, we have, <laughs> pick, we have a pick six coming up this weekend. <laughs> let that float around <laughs> your mind, brain. Uh, so Here's, here's my storyline for this game. You have two guys, Tom Brady and Patrick McC- Mahomes, who you don't bet against. And that's what I find so intriguing about this matchup. I don't need to get into it with Tom Brady. I would talk here for hours about why you don't bet against Tom Brady. He's proven it over and over and over again. It's to the point now where it's like not even funny. It's just it's wild what Tom Brady's doing. But then you have Patrick Mahomes. And it's time to give credit where credit is due. Okay? In the last 26 games, Patrick Mahomes has started Bruno. He's 25-1. and Yeesh. So we talk a lot about how the Chiefs don't look like the Chiefs. They're winning these one score games. Uh, they're winning. 25 and one in your last twenty-six starts. That that's fake. That's Madden. That's Madden numbers. Okay.
1: Thank God they for the Raiders this year, that one time.
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I mean, it's just it's two guys you don't bet against going at it for. Oh, it's no, old, it wasn't
1: the Raiders. Was it? Didn't they lose in the last the, game? Oh no, he didn't start the last game. Okay, it was the Raiders. Yeah, and the Raiders, yeah, the Raiders beat them. So, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: Super Bowl fifty-five. It's going to be. Uh, what people are saying is the old goat versus the new goat. Uh, mm. first of all, shut up. Uh, it's the goat. <laughs> first versus of all, goat. shut up. <laughs> it's the goat versus Patrick Mahomes. Okay, Patrick Mahomes wins six or seven, then we can chat. But until Love then, it. shut up. Okay. <laughs> So I will die on that hill. Um, So I don't, I'm, I couldn't be more excited. Um, it's going to be a great game. I think, you know, the storyline is going to be these quarterbacks, but again, it's not where the game's going to be won. And I said this for the Packers bucks game last or two weeks ago, this game's going to be won on defense. Can the Buccaneers defense get after the quarterback? Obviously the chiefs have both of their starting tackles out. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul and I think Shaq Barrett are going to eat in this. Mm. So if the, if you know the, I don't want to get too into it because I know we do have to make picks, but the Chiefs are predicated on taking these shots right to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey down the seam and stuff. And in order for that to happen, you do need you do need time. So if you have JPP and Shaq Barrett hauling ass off the edge every play, I mean, there's only so much time Patrick Mahomes is going to have. And I know Patrick Mahomes has that foot injury, so I don't know how much he can really get around back there. So there are some really, really intriguing storylines in the in this game. But I do think it's going to be how can the Bucks defend Tyree Kill? Do you bracket Tyree Kill? Okay, fine. At least Travis Kelsey. Do you double Travis Kelsey? Yeah, but that means you got no help over the top for Travis or for Tyree Kill. So there are just a lot of intriguing things that we're not going to know until the game plays out about how the Bucks are going to cover the Chiefs. But I really. I really do think that's where the game's going to be decided. The Buccaneers defense, the chiefs offense. And then
1: uh, I couldn't be more excited to watch it. Yeah. Like you said, I don't have much more to add other than just echoing that one point you made. Usually you bet for or against the team based off of either Brady or Mahomes. And like you said, because they're both just, it's like a uh, unstoppable force meeting an immovable object, whatever that comparison usually is because of that you're going to bet for or against the Bucks of the Chiefs based on factors other than the quarterbacks, which is kind of cool. It's kind of cool to just like, you know, sometimes it's easy to just be like, oh yeah, Tom Brady, I'm taking him. Or, oh, I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm taking him. It's kind of cool to like look at these teams and think about the other factors. So I'm really excited. On paper, it has the potential to be an all-time Super Bowl. And like, obviously there's already legacy talk because, you know, we don't know what the future holds, but like, I, I don't know if you can... You know, it's hard to really guarantee we'll get other Brady Mahomes Super Bowls, even though these two teams look do look really good and they're playing well. So, you know, if this happens to be the only time they ever play, you know, both of these guys want to have that uh, thing they can put in their legacy. That's like, I beat the other one. And as Travis Kelsey has now pointed out on multiple
0: occasions this week, he is very cognizant of the fact that Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski have beaten him every time in the playoffs. So Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes have not gotten past Tom Brady or Rob Gronkowski in the playoffs, and that's what we got. That's what
1: we got. Hey, hey, sounds like he's paying his due respects, which I appreciate.
0: He's paying his due respects, Bruno. That is all we're going to chat about for the Super Bowl right now. We're going to dive into it more on the pick six coming up this weekend. But speaking of Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, um, I I want to roll – into mm-hmm. some nfl news from the week because there's been a lot of it okay yep. and i want to start with both those guys okay so obviously during super bowl week bruno uh you're asked a, a ton of questions from the press they have the opening night thing you know what i'm talking about yep so obviously it's a time to reflect on the past uh for tom brady Rob kowski there i'm sure it's hard not to reminisce about the past especially when you have reporters asking you about it so on Super Bowl opening night, which is, you know, the unofficial kickoff, blah, 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 blah. Brady was asked by a reporter to what would his message be to Bill Belichick right now? And when I heard that, I like mm-hmm. I felt like a turtle. Like my neck went back into my shell. I was like, what is he going to say? Because I was like a message, like like a fuck you message or what? Like what was he going to say, you know? Well, as Tom Brady does, Tom Brady takes the high road. So did you see the quote, Bruno? Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. All right, so for our listeners, the quote was, again, referring to a message he had for Bill Belichick. Um, He said, I have a great relationship with him. I'm incredibly grateful for what he's meant in my life as a coach. He's everything you could ask for as a player. I loved my time and two incredible decades there. My football journey took me to a different place. I certainly could never have accomplished the things in my career without his support and his teachings. Incredible coach and mentor for me. Had Had a lot of those in my career, but obviously he's at the top of the list. I mean, I don't think I'm surprised by Brady's answer because it's Tom Brady and he's just, like I said, like just a very humble down-to-earth human being. But like another another example of how he's taken the high road since since he left the Pats.
1: Yeah, you put, you put it there spot on. I don't really have much to add. I, not necessarily surprised at the same time, though. It just hits you right in the feels. You just love it. As a Patriots fan, that's like what you want to see. Recently, the storyline, especially in the media, whenever Tom Brady and Bill Belichick came up, was like it. there was pushing this divide that they hate each other, that they whatever, blah, 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 trying to compare them. But again, you just you love to see what it comes boils down to, right, which is what we have been saying for so long. They needed each other and they helped each other when and you hear just Tom like, you know, Tom's not here to Tom's not here to spew hate or do anything crazy. You know, he, he knows that Bill is, is OG and he knows he's OG, right? And so they can both do their thing. So I loved hearing this when Tom Brady uh, i don't know if the reporter was trying to bait him i don't know what the intentions were i don't want to assume that i guess but like you know you're not getting anything from tom brady he's on top of his game
0: oh i'm gonna assume i'm gonna assume he was trying to get a fuck you message to, from brady to belichick but um, <laughs> he didn't get that because it's tom brady nope. but um rob gronkowski was asked <laughs> uh, a similar similar question okay um not about a message but like about his time or his relationship with belichick i guess and um Bruno, we know my thoughts on Rob Gronkowski, right? We, we've yep. established those on, on this, this podcast. Those have been uh, well-documented. Well-documented that I did not like the way he left. I didn't like the retirement. I didn't like the fake crying during his retirement, but football really hurt me and stuff. All right, I just – enough with that, okay? The soap opera's over. Um, but he was asked about it and this was his comment. He goes, I've always had a great relationship with Bill, but ever since I got to the Bucs, there hasn't been any contact. And, you know, it's been well-documented Bruno that in his first season as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Gronk has made, um, let's just call them a couple remarks about how much he's enjoyed playing for Bruce Arians compared to Bill Belichick. And he doubled down on that again this week, um, where he mentioned, uh, what the biggest difference was. And he said, the freedom, the freedom to be yourself. It's a true 180 from up there, meaning Foxborough. So here's my thing about this. Here's my thing about this. What the fuck else did Gronk want to do with the Patriots? Because of every single person, Bill Belichick's coached in his career. He's coached a lot of characters. He's coached a lot of characters. Randy Moss, if you want to put him out there. Okay. He let Gronk be Gronk like Gronk. I'm sure, obviously, he worked hard in practice and stuff, but Belichick let him do whatever he wanted to do off the field. Like, Belichick didn't step in there. He gave, and even with the media, Belichick, Gronk was a goofy clown. He wasn't like a a robot. So, to me, all that stuff just rubs me the wrong way. Like, I'm happy for you, Gronk. I'm happy you're in South Florida doing your thing, getting drunk, probably doing boob luges every night off your girlfriend. Like, I just, I don't understand why you have to keep making it into this. Oh, it's a complete 180. I'm so free. I can be myself. I'm, I'm Gronk. I know he has like four brain cells, but I just, I don't, I don't get the comments.
1: Yeah, Curtin, I can, I can partially explain what he means. Uh, I don't know if you saw this other quote, which is when you mentioned Gronk, I initially laughed because I thought you were going this route and I didn't, I didn't, uh, didn't realize you're going the route that you took but the other thing i'm mentioning was he was asked about i don't know what the actual question was it was something about like fitness or something and he was asked about his his off season before coming to the bucks he goes he he basically explained that the bucks wanted gronk to do conditioning on his own record himself doing it and send it into the team and so he on the same day recorded himself doing it Uh, in different shirts and then on other days he just sent those videos into the bucks so kurt if you're asking what he wanted the freedom to do i think we found our answer because he was i guess he just wanted the freedom to just be classic gronk but i i know that's kind of a a a funny story no that's a funny story and like Right, right actually like smart like shout out to gronk that's smart but yeah. like, he's a meathead. He's a meathead. Yeah, and I, I will say, just to get serious though for a second, I do agree with you. It is kind of puzzling. Like, maybe there's just so much behind the scenes that we didn't hear or see about. But like, like you said, Gronk built his brand and his reputation that, you know, he has lots of endorsements now. He has lots of ad deals now or whatever. That stemmed from him establishing himself as Gronk, who he is, on the Patriots. Like, it's not like, I, at least to me, at least from the outside, it didn't feel like he ever was stifled that he couldn't do everything that he did you know he would be out he'd do he would do like party stuff He'd do endorsement stuff so again i'm not as sure you know maybe there's more going on behind the scenes i'm not as sure what gronk is referencing but at the end of the day kurt i you know I, i'm glad at least it was brady said what he said and gronk said what he said rather than reversed you know so yeah it's very fitting on how i feel about both of
0: those guys so yep yep um obviously bruno the biggest news of the last week you know we've talked a lot on this podcast i know Tweeted about it a lot on my Twitter. No shit, Curry. I've tweeted a lot about it on my Twitter. What an <laughs> idiot. Um, about how I would love Matt Stafford to be the Patriots quarterback for 2021. Well, uh, it came out last week that Matt Stafford said he would be traded anywhere but the Patriots. <laughs> and I was like, is that because of Matt Patricia? Is that because they have grandma and grandpa out there for wide receivers? Like I, I I didn't understand it. And then very quickly after that, he was a Los Angeles Ram. Okay. So that was that's that's the biggest news of, of the last week. What happened was right, the wild offseason for quarterback movement has already started. Matt Stafford goes to the Rams. Okay. So the Rams receive Matt Stafford. That's the only thing that the Rams received. What did the Lions receive? Okay. They get quarterback Jared Goff, a 2021 third-round pick, so a third-round pick this year, next year's first-round pick, and a 2023 first-round pick. That is a shit ton to give up for Matt Stafford. Um, And I'll go to you, Bruno, here in a minute, but I feel like not only were the Rams receiving Matt Stafford – but I think they gave up so much to get rid of Jared Co- Jared Goff's bad contract. Is that how you th- kind of saw it?
1: Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely what it is, Kurt. I think there's two ways that people have been looking at this. The first way is just comparing just Matt Stafford, his playing ability, and what he brings to the table versus Jared Goff and his playing ability and what he brings to the table, right? And I guess that's kind of fair, right, if they're that's the positions. But, like, that's not the whole deal. If you're looking at it from that perspective – It is kind of strange. Like, I definitely would probably give the edge to Stafford, at least if we're talking immediately. Like, he's he's better. He's been around the block. Assuming he's healthy, which I guess you can't for sure do. But assuming Stafford's healthy, I'd probably rather Stafford than Jared Goff, right? But I think you absolutely nailed it in that the other part of this deal, it wasn't just that the Rams were motivated to get Matt Stafford. It was... They, you know, it came out that he had a fractured relationship with head coach, Sean McVay. Uh, They didn't want to pay him the contract that they had signed to, which I don't think had kicked in yet. And again, on top of it all, right. We've seen the Rams basically since they picked Jared Goff in the first round, I don't think they've had a first round pick. So I guess like in that context, it's not that surprising that they're trading first round picks. Even I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just saying like, they just simply do not care about first round picks, which is kind of crazy in its own right.
0: I think it's just so short sighted of them. Like, like you mentioned, their last first round pick was Jared Goff. They don't have another one till 2024. So for 7 straight seasons, they don't have a first round pick. That's crazy. I know it's like that, oh, we're in the win win now mode, win now mode. Um, eh, I guess, but you haven't won anything. So I don't know if you should stick to that. I think this was a home run for the Lions. You get uh you get Jared Goff who, don't get me wrong, I don't think Jared Goff is that good, but he's a veteran quarterback who's made it to a Super Bowl. He beat Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees on the way to that Super Bowl. Um, he's proven himself in the playoffs, and um, I think there's some talent there. I don't think he's great, but there's some talent. And then I, But I feel like that was just the gravy. Like Jared Goff was the throw-in. You get two first-round picks and a third-round pick. For a team that is literally starting over and rebuilding from the bottom up and on their way up, they're biting off kneecaps while they're doing it. Um, it. This couldn't have been a better, a better move for them. So I, I, if I were to grade it or something, I'd grade it like, I'd give it, i give the Lions an A, and I'd probably give the Rams like a C plus, B minus. Like you mentioned, there's no doubt, healthy Matt Stafford, healthy Jared Goff. I'm taking Matt Stafford, but if you look at their track records, and I know Matt Stafford played on the Lions, I know the Lions are bad. Like, I. Uh, It just seemed like an awful lot to give up for Matt Stafford.
1: Yeah, Kurt, I I agree. And it'll be interesting in grading this deal. Like, I don't know if people are going to say, like, I don't know what at what level people will be like, okay, that was worth it for the Rams. Like, is it you win a Super Bowl? Is it you make it to a Super Bowl? Is it you're competitive for the next two or three years? I don't know what level that's going to be. Kurt, one thing I'll just add, and I have to add it because people are clamoring. People are demanding. People need to know what our fabled. Lions fan, Matsky his opinion on this ones, right? Because that's his guy. That's Matt Stafford. That's yeah. his guy. They share the same name, both named Matt. In case you didn't know, Matzki, that's an extension of Matt. I know that's a big brain name right there, but that's true. Direct tweet from Matsky's Twitter account. It's uh, underscore matsky underscore on Twitter if you want to follow. This is from 10, 10 p.m. on January 23rd, so right when this all went down. Uh, and I quote, I am officially revoking being a Lions fan, dot, dot, dot. It was a shitty 13 years, guys. I'm moving on. <laughs> so I've talked to him since because I wanted some context for that. And what he said was he became one of the biggest reasons he became a Lions fan, obviously 13 years is a long time, but has been Matt Safford. So his his the wound is still fresh. And I don't know if this is where it's going to settle, but his stance right now is that he's going to be a Rams fan. So next year for pick six, you know, we're I don't think we're going to have our Lions game pick of the week anymore. It's probably going to be the Rams. But. Stay tuned because I know you all needed that update. I'll, I'll let you know what Matzki eventually settles on. But what a bandwagon pitch. He doesn't deny it. Unfortunately, that he knows that about himself, and he does not deny it.
0: Okay. I was going to say, it'd be, like, it'd be <laughs> like me saying goodbye to the Patriots and solely rooting for the Buccaneers.
1: Like, Yeah, it would be exactly like that. So, again, I'm not saying Matske's on our level. I'm just saying people were asking from – it's just funny that we had a resident Lions – not expert because he he doesn't really know anything – but resident Lions fan, and then we just happened to get the biggest trade of the offseason being his team. So it's just, it's just funny the way it works The out. biggest trade thus far. What a seg. Far. What a professional seglayer. Because
0: okay, that leads me to the last point of news. Okay, so obviously the the sole prize of this off season, Okay, he's like like it's sitting there up on a perch, wrapped in gold. It's Deshaun Watson. How often do you hear about twenty five year old quarterbacks in their prime being trade candidates? You don't. It just doesn't happen in the NFL. Because why would you ever do that? Um but things have come to a head. Things have come to a head down in Houston. That is the most disorganized franchise in all of football. Yes, below the Jaguars, below the Lions. They don't know what they're doing. Um, Nick Casario and whoever their new head coaches are having uh, – they've stepped into a messy situation, okay? It's a messy situation for sure. Deshaun Watson has removed all the Texan stuff from his social media platforms. He has, He has officially requested a trade. Um, and then Nick Casario and what's the new head coach. I know he's the Ravens coach. He's like 70 years old. I don't understand them. I don't understand that at all, but they both have been like, well, Deshaun Watson, we have no, we have no plans on trading the player. Nick Casario said, and then I was reading up on something today, um, from Albert Breer, who is one of the most like highly regarded, uh, columnists in the NFL. And he said, he's spoken to two, uh, very high up executives one in the AFC one in the NFC about and they have both called the Texans to offer um offer a trade for Deshaun Watson and Nick Cassero has said no we're not trading the player and hung up both times so uh with that news more news came out today from Deshaun Watson where he says that he is prepared to sit out the entire 2021 season so Sooner or later, something's going to budge here, Bruno, but I mean, it is going to be fireworks. I You're looking at potentially like 14 to 15 teams potentially having a different quarterback under center than they did in 2020, which is just that doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, it's, it's insane, the quarterback movement that not only we've already gotten this offseason, which we're going to continue to get with the, the um, draft coming up, and then obviously the Deshaun Watson situation. Like you said, Deshaun Watson immediately transforms a franchise. Any one of those middle tier teams, if you add Deshaun Watson in, chances are that's a huge upgrade, again, from what we've seen so far. So I am really excited to you know see what happens. I it, The only thing I'll say is that it almost seems like from both sides – you could say that maybe the what the reports are a little bit of leverage tactics. You know, maybe the Texans are saying these offers aren't good enough. So let's put the report out there that they're not accepting stuff. Who knows? Maybe Watson is saying, you know, we're going to add this, sit out the whole season for leverage to try to get traded. Who knows? Again, I think the other thing to add is I think Watson has a no trade clause, right? So he has to also like he has that leverage as well, which is kind of crazy when you he could basically like do his best to control where he wants to go, which doesn't help the Texans. So like you said, there's a lot of moving parts. I obviously, you know, as from a football perspective, I don't want him to set the year. But at the same time, Kurt, I, it's hard to argue that we want him on the Texans, right? So I think you could definitely make the case that we, we want him traded. And, you know, hopefully, uh, maybe we're going to get some clarity as we get closer to the draft because that's when those teams who might be clamoring to trade for him, they have to make the decision, right? Do you go all in on trying to trade for him or do you just try to find him in the draft? So we'll right. see in the upcoming days. Well,
0: Bruno, I have, I've been, you know, reading up a lot about where I think or where, experts think deshaun watson's gonna go um and i have a gut feeling oh
1: no yeah you're not gonna like it i feel like he's gonna be a new york jet and i mean i did see i don't know how how like accurate this report was but there was that report like two or three weeks ago that's like his top two teams are the jets and the dolphins yeah i'm like from a player perspective
0: i have no idea why You'd want to go to the Jets right now because
1: they're terrible. They were legitimately the worst team in football. Like, I yeah, from the Jaguars. So, the only thing I saw was like, he liked, uh, was it Robert Sala, the new coach they just hired, which I, I, I can kind of see, but like at the same time, like you said, it's the Jets. Like, I is, so are we really thing, talking? That's my thing, Bruno. To me, that shows me Deshaun Watson's not a winner.
0: That shows so, me Deshaun Watson cares about money. I see I see because if Deshaun Watson, if his, if his, I mean the Dolphins different story, but if it really is the Jets, he don't he don't give a shit about winning cuz he's not going to win for three he doesn't he's not going to win for 3 or 4 years. So, you're going to you're going to jeopardize a very very important time in your career to go to the Jets so you can play for a coach you like? No. You're not I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yeah. From but from the Houston Texans side of things, there is no doubt the Jets can offer more than almost any team in the NFL. Um, you can trade the number two pick in the draft, which would give the Jets, I mean, give the Texans literally any quarterback they want aside from Trevor Lawrence. If you want Jackson yep. Fields, you got him. If you want Luke, um, Zach Wilson, you got him. If you want Trey Lance, yep. you got him. If you want Jamari Chase, you got him. Literally, the 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 there is an endless amount of things you can do with that number two pick. So first and foremost, that's enticing because you can go get a franchise quarterback. Yep. Um, and then more prob more probable than not, they probably trade Sam Sam Darnold with it. So you'd also have a veteran quarterback. So if the if the rookie needed a, a, a year or two, you have Sam Darnold. So the Jets can offer more than anything anyone in the NFL can. So I feel like ultimately that's why he ends up on the Jets. Um, my dream scenario is that he goes to the 49ers, get him out of the AFC. I want him in no part of the AFC East. Like, please God, please God, I don't want him to face him twice. Either. He's beating Bell He's two and zero against Belichick.
1: So yeah, I yeah, I'm right there with you, Kurt. I don't want to face him at all. Uh, San Francisco would be. I feel like that's almost like a good fit for him. Like creative coaching there, great running game so that he doesn't have to do Like I feel like on the Texans sometimes it was like he has to throw it like 80 times a game. Wouldn't have to do that in San Francisco assuming everyone's healthy. So that could be a good spot
0: for him. Yeah, Bruno. I mean, it's been been rumored. It's been rumored that the 49ers are interested. But don't look now. The 49ers have the worst quarterback in the NFC West. Now that Matt Stafford's with the Rams, Kyler Murray's with the Cardinals, Mm -hmm. Okay. You got, wow. yeah. You have Russell Wilson with the Seahawks, and then you have Jimmy Garoppolo with the 49ers. Hmm. I'll tell you what, the 49ers are a quarter, a very good quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. They obviously yep. were decimated with injuries this year, just yep. absolutely gutted with injuries this year. But you put Deshaun Watson on that team. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> watch out. Watch out. So I know they're, I've, Again, Albert Breer, someone who I think is very, very, very in the know, said that option 1A is Deshaun Watson for the 49ers. But option 1B, I saw it, and I, I had to reread it like seven times because I was like, there's no way. Kirk Cousins. The The 49ers want Kirk Cousins.
1: Um. I'm kind of shocked by that. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, you. I had not seen that or heard that anywhere. Usually, you do a good job at filling me in because you're more plugged in than I am. That's that's somewhat shocking, Kurt. I'm not going to lie to you. Is it the Shanahan connection? Like, it, is, it is the Shanahan connection. Okay. I was going to say. And I, I,
0: they like his durability. They like – because Jimmy Garoppolo has missed like 40 games in the last like yeah. four years. So, yeah. So, if you search Kurt Cousins right now, the first three things that pop up are 49ers, trade rumors, contract. So, wow, that would be wild. Kirk Cousins is the flavor of the week for 49ers fans. NFL analyst believes Kirk Cousins is heading to San Francisco. How realistic is Kirk Cousins trade this offseason to 49ers? How would the trade work? Blah, 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 blah. So it's clear that they're trying to upgrade a quarterback in San Francisco. I don't know if Kirk Cousins is an upgrade, but I'll tell you what Deshaun Watson is. So we got a lot of things to watch as we go forward here in, in this beautiful beautiful offseason bruno um so it'll be interesting what what's your gut say where's the sean watson play in 2021 or does he play in 2021
1: that's a good question kurt um it's hard to project like the rumors of where he's gonna go but I don't know. Part of me, like, I feel like we've seen some of these holdouts and stuff before, and part of me always feels like in the beginning of these situations, okay, I don't want to say this is a holdout yet because it's not official, but, you know, whatever, comparing it to holdouts, part of me always feels at the beginning of those, like, they're going to get traded, they're going to get what they want, but I feel like more often than not, they just come back to the team after a while because, like, either the fines are too much or they soften their stance. My gut says as of now, he'll probably just stay on the Texans. Will he play? I'm not really sure. I mean, he doesn't really need to, to prove his value, but it's just like losing a year of his prime. So that would suck obviously. But like, I don't know. I, I feel like if it came down to it and the Texans really didn't trade him, I feel like he would play just because he has a good relationship with the city of Houston. Like he, he, like the fans love him. He, he wants to respect his teammates. I feel like he would play if it came down to that, but I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to really guess. I mean, I know people said the Jets might be the front-runner skirt, but I just – it's like I really just can't see that. Like, Can you see Deshaun Watson on the Jets? Ah, I don't know.
0: I don't want to. I'd puke. I'd puke. i gonna puke. (laughs) Um, Obviously, people have asked me, like, all right, so Matt Stafford's off the board. Who do you want to be the Patriots quarterback? And I'll tell you, the person who I don't want to be the Patriots quarterback in 2021 I think is going to be the Patriots quarterback in 2021. Don't say Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Oh, my God, Kurt. I was afraid you would say that. That's who I think it's going to be. You might as well put a glass jar back there because it breaks
1: just as easy. So, (sighs) And, like, you know what would be so disappointing about that? We just went from, like, and, again, I know it didn't work out, but we'd be going from this a dynamic, exciting, mobile quarterback and cam with the potential for all these crazy plays to back to, like, the same style as Tom Brady, which I'll take it if it was Tom Brady. But if it's not Tom Brady, I'm not sure I want that same style. So
0: Yeah, they're like, oh, Jimmy G knows the system. He knows the system. Well, how about this? How about we change the system? Because <laughs> Tom Brady is not there anymore. Like I've pointed out, Tom Brady was the system. So Tom, right. so stop trying to make people fit into the system. I know Bill Belichick is famous for saying, like he wants to know what a player's strengths are, not what their weaknesses are. He doesn't care about their weaknesses. He wants to find their strengths and put them in a place right. to succeed. Well, if you have the most complex system, you're not putting your players in the best chance to succeed. So revamp that system a little bit because it, i need i need r- rookie receivers to be able to understand i need younger quarterbacks to be able to understand and i i just don't want jimmy g no 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 jimmy g yeah
1: kurt honestly at this point we're i, I don't know i I'll get uh, with the variables that we know right now i think i just kind of want us to draft someone like i i don't really think there's anyone else Unless like i would take deshaun watson we're not going to get him obviously but i would take deshaun watson well, I would do, I would love Deshaun Watson. Let's be clear. I would love Deshaun Watson. I just don't see anywhere else. But at this point, I'm kind like when people ask me that same question now that Stafford's gone, what do you want? Kind of just want us to draft someone. Me that too.
0: being said. Yeah. That being said, Bruno, that brings us to the final portion <laughs> of this podcast. Okay. I'm excited. Bruno's excited. I, you sh- all. you all should be excited. Okay. We're gonna do a <laughs> we're gonna do an activity, a fun little activity. Okay. So it is hashtag mock draft season. And um, I'm a big mock draft guy, so mm. I decided. I told Bruno about this last week. I had an idea for the pod. We're going to do two mock drafts for you right now, okay? Mock draft numero uno. Not I don't speak Spanish, but numero uno six, 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 six. is going to be computer generated. So the computer is going to pick um, every player for the the 32 teams in the order that they're drafting. Uh, we're putting the Buccaneers at 32 because F. Patrick Mahomes, F. the Chiefs, Bucks won the Super Bowl, right, Bruno? Facts. Facts. So Bucks are picking at 32, um, and the computer is going to pick by pick, pick the, each player. Bruno, our wonderful Bruno, Brun Doggy Dog, will be announcing each pick, okay? And then we're going to just take a look at how the board falls, and we're going to have a couple reactions, okay? Um, that's mock draft numero uno. Numero dos. Say hello to uh, Mr. Kurtfield and Mr. Benjamin Briskin, who are the new Ooh. Patriots general and they're in charge of the draft. So we will be drafting for the Patriots in drop, mock draft number two. Looking at the board, see see what falls. Uh, if we want to trade up, trade down, stay where we are. So look forward to that. But without any further ado, Bruno, I'm heading the reins to you. Like you said last week, I'm getting, I'm driving. Your back seat back right, okay? Your back seat back right. If you don't know. Shame on you. Backseat back right is the optimum spot to be in in the car. Um, so, Bruno, you are backseat back right comfortably. I am driving. I will shut my mouth. You take over.
1: All right. Well, thank you for the introduction, Kurt. I, I would like to welcome you all to the 2021 NFL Draft presented by Jack Link's Beef Jerky Feed Your Wild Side. <laughs> with that being said everyone uh <laughs> i might have to give kurt a second to recover there with that being said everyone uh my name is bruno i'll be taking over announcement duties because i've assassinated roger goodell for being a dick so he's out of the picture so it's your boy brundog in charge of things now Obviously, I would probably just give the Patriots the first pick, but you know uh, the the uh, as much as Goodell would like you to believe, he, he you know he it's not a dictator. He can't do everything, even though he appears to sometimes do that. So we're gonna do the draft normally, but again, it's your boy Brundog. Don't worry about Goodell. He's out of the picture. He's gone now. We're gonna get right into it because it's gonna be an exciting time. So Kurt, are you ready for pick number one? Hit me. All right, so in probably the least surprising uh, news of all time, long been rumored. Everybody's been talking about it for literally, like, literally years, ever since he first came to Clemson. uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars, at pick number one, take quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Thoughts? Easy. Next. Yep. There's there's no thoughts. We've all expected this. Now we're getting into the juicy part of the draft, right? Because people don't know what the Jets are going to do at two. People don't know if they're going to trade, if they stay, if they stay, who they're going to draft. Kurt, with the second pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jets take quarterback Zach Wilson. I knew it. God damn it. That's my guy. That's my guy. Oh, no, that's your guy. Oh, uh, and Kurt, it's going to suck to watch your guy on a team that we hate. And gang green. Bah. Yeah, that's tough. Kurt, uh, I think he's going to be good too. Um, but then again, there's always that chance that anyone on the Jets doesn't develop like you think they're going to. So
0: That is true. But uh, of the quarterbacks, Bruno, the top four, when you have Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, and Lance zach wilson is is it's it's lawrence and zach wilson a big gap fields and, and and lance so i think zach wilson's legit
1: i agree i agree so as much as we hate to say it's smart pick by the jets at number two boo. moving on to number three boo. boo yeah boo for sure i i'm not a commissioner who prohibits booing so boo all you want for uh, that to <laughs> so for pick number three in the 2021 nfl draft honestly i'm gonna stop saying 2021 nfl draft you get it i hate when commissioners always do that we know it's the whatever year draft it is we've been watching this whole time so i'm not gonna say that anymore so whatever i did it for two picks sue me uh with the third pick the uh dolphins are picking because of a previous trade like last year or whenever with the texans the dolphins select out of LSU, wide receiver, Jamar Chase. Wow. Kurt, my first reaction. Uh, it's interesting that he's the first wide receiver drafted because there's been a lot of talk about that. But also, you know, if we're talking about what we saw from the Dolphins offense, they do need a play, assuming it's Tua, you know, again, could be Deshaun Watson. Uh, it, you know, might be good that they need a playmaker.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, if they are committing to Tua Tunga-Vailoa, shout out me. That, nice name. Yep.
1: Nice um, pronunciation. Um,
0: I then you do need a playmaker. Jamar Chase, great pick. Um,
1: I think the best wide receiver in the draft. All right. Well, there we go, folks. Uh, pick number four, the Falcons. Uh, they need a lot of things, Kurt. Uh oh, wait, I'm supposed to be a commissioner being fair, but whatever. I'm just gonna say whatever I want as commissioner. Uh the Falcons, they take tackle Panay Sewell out Ooh. of Oregon.
0: Okay. By far, far and away, the best, the best offensive lineman in the draft. The guy's a bulldozer, no doubt about it. I'm a little surprised though, Bruno. I'm a little surprised. I'm, I'm of the mindset the Falcons are going to take a quarterback. I, I did, They're moving on from Matt Ryan. I think. I think that arrow's done. I, if Justin Fields, the Georgia boy, is sitting there at number four and available, I would be hard pressed the Falcons did not pick him. But all right, in this draft, they take
1: Penny Sewell. And, Kurt, uh, you know, live live thoughts and just uh, breaking the fourth wall here for a second. I've done no prep. I don't know how to pronounce names. I don't know what some of these people are. I've never even heard of half these people. So, <laughs> Kurt, we're just going to have to roll with the punches as we go. And if I mispronounce a name, shut up as Kurt likes to say, shut up. I don't care. Shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. All right. Well, uh, pick number five, another team who needs literally every position. The Bengals are taking from michigan uh am i reading the story kurt quitty pay quitty that- pay i love <laughs> i love kurt, kurt is he is okay so this is me just being stupid is ed stand for like edge edge rusher is, is he's, that what yeah
0: he's an edge rusher from michigan okay. and bruno he's someone i have my eye on for the patriots we'll see that in, in the second part of this but quitty pay i'm a big quitty guy can you imagine him sacking someone in the whole stadium "Going, Quiddy." I, I get like, I. It's all. It's awesome.
1: Quiddy. Well, great you, pick. I mean, Kurt, love it on the name alone. You can already rhyme it with Liddy and Tiddy, so that's just phenomenal. Liddy, Tiddy, Quiddy. make sure. <laughs> so, love that. Love that. Uh, speaking of somewhat puzzling picks here, Kurt, we got the Eagles at six. And if I'm reading this right, and what I am reading right, at number six, the Eagles are taking Justin Fields. Wow. Uh, they have Carson Wentz on their team still, they have uh, Jalen Hurts on their team still. You know, they need a bunch of other things. Let's just take another quarterback because it's not like they just went through a quarterback controversy. This so
0: year. clearly, they're not in love with um, in love with Jalen Hurts. Uh, did you see their new head coach's press conference?
1: That was like the worst Whoa. thing I've ever seen. Bad. That yeah. team stinks. That yeah, team somewhere Adam Gase is smiling that people are forget about his crazy eyes press conference when yes. he got introduced. Yes.
0: All right, Justin Fields to the Eagles. Nice. Yeah.
1: All right, well, Kurt, if that happened in real life, I would just simply laugh. All right, so uh, pick number seven, uh, Matzki's former team, the Lions. They are stepping up to the plate. Obviously, they just make the trade. They are taking from University of Miami, Gregory Rousseau, edge rusher. Oh, ter- uh, terrible! Pick. what we think the lines need i don't know about that
0: no that's a terrible pick that's terrible oh for okay. those of you don't know guys we're using the pro football focused draft simulator so you can do this for anyone like i'm not i'm not plugging them but i do a lot of mock drafts and it's by far the best site um it's literally pff.com slash draft slash nfl mock draft simulator it's not it's it's great you can pick for whatever team you want it gives you grades at the end it's super it's super 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 fun. There's trades, it's it's exciting. So uh I had to plug that real quick, but that's a terrible pick by the Lions.
1: Yeah. Uh side note, Commissioner Bruno does not come included, but hit me up for details if you need my services. Moving on back to the next pick. Number eight, the Carolina Panthers are taking out of Florida tight end Kyle Pitts. I like Kyle Pitts. He's he's do you think he's gonna be good? I feel like he's gonna be good. Kyle
0: Pitts is the best tight end uh talent coming out of college in the last since George Kittle. Period. Wow. Big words. He's going to he is going to change an offense from the second he steps on the field. He's I legit. Mean,
1: He's that's legit. about as good of an endorsement as you can probably get. He's legit. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Panthers the legit pick at eight. Uh, moving on to the Broncos at nine. They are taking big time nerd out of Northwestern, Rashawn Slater, the tackle. All right. Okay.
0: I thought I would. If I'm the Broncos, there, I'm I'm taking uh, Trey Lance. I'm taking Trey Lance. Mm. Drew Lock ain't it. I'm um, taking Trey Lance, but all right, tackle I, you. You can't really go wrong. Offensive line, we've. It's not a sexy pick, okay? Uh, we know that, right. but it's. It's one of these things, like if it, offensive line is such a need, you can't be, you can't have a bad offensive line to be good in the NFL. So I get
1: it. A go K pick, I guess. Yeah, uh, my analysis. He's a nerd, so I don't like it. Okay. Uh, moving on to pick number ten, we have the Cowboys taking uh christian barmore out of alabama uh kurt i'm not gonna lie to you uh i feel like jerry jones is the kind of guy that just says like uh who is the best college football team alabama let's just take a player off of alabama
0: yeah so right now the board currently has jalen waddle De- Devontae adam i mean Devonte smith uh micah parsons caleb farley the the corner from virginia tech and those guys are all significantly better than christian barmore but I guess defense interior defensive line is a, is a need for the for the Cowboys, and I get it. But there's no way Jerry Jones actually makes a pick for a need. He'd look for the fastest guy, like him. So we know this ain't gonna happen. But okay, pick I guess.
1: Yeah, that I mean that's facts. Uh, but Kurt, honestly, you just previewed like the next run of picks in a row with all those names. But at 11, we got the New York Football Giants taken out of. We are Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons. Thoughts. Uh, top five player in the draft. He's legit. Ooh, okay. Maybe we should ask our boy uh, Anthony Rosati what he thinks about this pick because we all know he's a big Penn State guy. But uh yeah, I Kurt, I'm not gonna lie to you. It obviously isn't happening in this, this draft, but wouldn't hate for the Patriots to get some linebacker help. I'm not gonna lie to you. So
0: yeah, unbelievable off the blitz. And uh, this thing says uh Penn State linebacker earned the second highest run defensive grade they've ever given out as a sophomore in college. So
1: well. Uh, there you go folks uh, there you go Ika Parsons. Mike um, Parsons name to remember as they say uh, pick number 12 Kurt another name you just threw out a second ago the F- San Francisco 49ers are taken out of Alabama Heisman winner Devonta Smith honestly uh, the 49ers I feel like have some solid wide receivers already but it's certainly not going to hurt if they take Devonta Smith
0: no I mean unbelievable playmaker undersized as we've it's been well documented how
1: undersized he is but oh
0: man he is is he good
1: yeah, uh, I think the analysis ends with he's good because I think uh, that, that's all you really need to say. So uh, pick number 13, Kurt. Uh, there's just no chance I'm going to be able to say his name right, but we're going to do it anyways. The Chargers are taking linebacker out of Notre Dame, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. How did I, how'd I do? Yeah, that, I don't know. I think pretty good. J-O-K.
0: J-O-K. J-O-K,
1: Maybe J O K. All right. Um yeah, I don't have any analysis for that. So nope, we're just gonna move right along. Uh sorry, Chargers fans, no one cares. Uh the Vikings at pick number 14, Kurt, another name you threw out a second ago. Virginia Tech cornerback, Caleb Farley. Wow. I don't I don't, I didn't want a single Virginia Tech.
0: He's a very, very good corner. Him or Patrick Certain Sir, Sertain or whatever, the cornerback from Florida, the other two best cornerbacks in the draft. Um, but I am surprised by that for the Minnesota. Um, but, Bruno, I'm not trying to steal your thunder here. That leaves the Patriots at pick 15, and just looking at the board right now, Jalen Waddle, the receiver from Alabama, Trey Lance is still there, and then there's a really good. Um, it's like a, I mean, Patrick Certain, Certain, the corner, like I just mentioned, uh, Rashad Bateman, the good, cor- the good receiver from Minnesota. There's some really, really good players on the board. Um, you, uh, this is
1: exciting times. This is exciting times. Kurt, let me be the first to say that if this actually happens, I don't care about the previous 14, but if we get this player at 15, I would be absolutely thrilled because let's not bury the lead, Kurt. Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. People forget. Let me just throw this out there. Obviously, Devonta Smith was the story of the season, right? But people forget um, Jalen Waddle got hurt. And before Devonta Smith became who we know right now, as Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle was that dude. Everybody was talking about Jalen Waddle. And yes, he did get injured. And so hopefully that doesn't affect his long-term prospects. But he, seeing his career highlight, he is a beast. Now, Jalen
0: Waddle is a freak. He is a freak athlete. Um, obviously, Alabama is amazing. But I know, like you mentioned, he did get hurt. He did get hurt. If you extrapolated his four games, Bruno, into a full college football season, he would have had 75 catches for 1,700 yards and 12 touchdowns. (laughs) That's absurd. (laughs) That's absurd. I mean, like, come on. I will say this, Bruno. If Trey Lance is there at 15, I'd take him.
1: Okay. I mean – Kurt, you did just say Zach Wilson is in Lawrence are above uh, the level of the other two, but I've heard a lot of steam about Trey Lance, so I, I, I wouldn't necessarily hate that. He's but pro- if we're gonna take, he's a project. Right. He's a project, and I know that's right. that's.
0: I might be I might be walking myself back. I might be walking myself back. He's a project because he if you want him to be like true like in the pocket passer, he probably not gonna happen. He really play, he played in the FCS. He didn't play last year. Uh, and he didn't play a very good team. So, I don't know. I feel like at 15, if you're drafting a quarterback, it's got to be somebody for your franchise. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Trey Lance isn't the guy. But it brings me to this too, Bruno, because I think on draft night, like I mentioned, I feel like those top four, Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Lance, will all be taken probably in the top eight. By teams drafting like moving up, trading up to go get quarterbacks. I feel like the only quarterback that might be there at 15 is Mac Jones from Alabama. And I like Mac That's, Jones. I just don't know. If Jalen Waddle's on the board and they pick Mac Jones, I'm going to slip my
1: wrist. Yeah. So, two quick thoughts. Two quick thoughts. First, it's encouraging to see what's happened with Josh Allen because I feel like he's a similar type of college pro Like, what? He, he played at Wyoming or something. And he, like, people were saying he's a project, he's developmental, and look what happened to him, right? right. So, I again, you can't just say it's apples to apples, but I, I think that's encouraging if you're doing that. But Kurt, I will say if they're av- if Lance is available at 15 and we take Waddle instead, that signifies to me two things. One, we probably don't believe in Lance, and so that's just like, do we trust that evaluation? And or two, we have a plan for quarterback, right? If we don't take a quarterback at 15, that means we have some sort of plan, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. So that's what I'd like to believe. You know, who knows what's actually going to happen, Kurt? But I agree. This draft is doing it from the perspective of not a lot of teams trading up. I completely agree with you that there's well, going to be a run on quarterbacks early. In the draft.
0: Free agency starts in March, and I think the draft's in April. So most teams right. will have a quarterback or have some plan um, right. by then. So you'll see some movement, no doubt. But right. um, sweet. Jalen Bottle the Pets, Bruno, feel free to rapid fire through some of these. I'm, I I I know some of the names. I, I At this point, it gets a little sketchy for me, too. So
1: Yeah, same here. So we don't have to spend too long on this. I'm picking up on your vibes. Uh, second half, getting into the second half, the Cardinals take safety Trevon Morig out of TCU. Kurt, I know nothing, nothing. about him. Nothing. Next. You know, who cares? Uh, 17, the Raiders take uh, Kadarius Tony. Why does he go to Florida? Okay. He is
0: phenomenal. He's phenomenal. He's a slot guy burning, burning speed. Um, I feel like he, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Uh, Take Devonta Smith out of this from Alabama. I think he's the most dangerous player in the draft. Him and Kyle Pitts, both Florida boys.
1: Well, Kurt, uh, it wouldn't surprise me for uh, John Gruden to play Tyree Kill twice a year and be like, I need a Tyree Kill and then pick a Tyree Kill type player in the draft. So, Wouldn't surprise me. Um, pick number 18, Dolphins picking again. They take tackle Christian Derrissaw from, again, Virginia Tech. Nice. Uh, don't know anything about it. Don't care. Kurt, this is interesting. Your boy, the Washington football team at 19, taking Trey Lance. Okay. Interesting.
0: Maybe no Cam Newton. Or maybe Cam The comp, the comp is, uh, is Cam Newton for Trey Lance pretty much. So, perhaps they both come on board. Perhaps... Cam Newton and Trey Lance are quarterbacking
1: for Washington next year. That would be wild. Uh, poor Alex Smith, if that's the case. I but know. yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to see what happens. So, right there with you. Uh, Twenty, the Bears take edge rusher Jason Owa Owa from uh, We Are Penn State. Nice, nice, yeah, nice. That would be a classic Bears pick. I feel like that he might be a good player, but that does nothing for their team. So, no, that would just be that'd be classic Bears. Uh, pick number twenty-one. The Colts are taking wide receiver. I think that's Minnesota Rashad Bateman. Yep. Wait, did you mention him? Yeah, earlier? he's very good. Um, I guess from the Colts, they have to figure out their quarterback situation too. But I guess they the logic is they're trying to load up for whoever they figure out a quarterback, whether yep. it's you know re-signing Jacoby Brissett or whatever it is. So we'll see. Another name you threw out earlier in the draft, uh, the Titans at twenty two, take Patrick Sertain. Um, sure. This would not surprise me at all from a Mike Vrabel coach team. Nope, that's a good pick for them. Yep. Um, the in my draft again, this is just the draft right now. I am the commissioner, so I decide what happens. The Jets traded up to 23 and they're taking wide receiver rondale moore from purdue very good i feel very good okay i feel like that's also kind of a jets thing to be like we need to trade up to get this like solid receiver but that might again, have like,
0: been that might have been a pick uh, a trade bruno that happened or something i think that would came with the jamal adams trade
1: oh got it got no. it okay so maybe that was already there then you're right good call good call um at 24 the steelers are taking jc horn good. is that yeah i don't even know south carolina i don't know what i can't even yeah cornerback out of south carolina he's good Uh, a little bit surprising because their secondary is very good but all right whatever okay Tomlin. okay uh at 25 i have the jaguars picking in some trade with the rams again i don't know if that's recently or what that is one yeah they're taking guard wyatt davis at ohio state again who cares about the jaguars other first round pick it's all about trevor lawrence yeah um, 26, the Browns taking linebacker, Nick Bolton out of Missouri. Missouri? Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, the Browns defense certainly had some holes and some injuries this year. I could see them trying to sharpen their defense because their offense is pretty solid. Yep. Um, number 27, the Ravens are taking tackle Tevin Jenkins out of uh, Oklahoma state. Don't know anything about him. Kurt thoughts lame next. Okay. This might be a little talking point. The saints at 28 take quarterback Mac Jones. Oh, okay. I like that. I like that. I wonder if at 28, the Saints are looking for quarterback or do they want to re-sign Jameis or is well, it Taysom Hill? I think The Saints it, have some options. I
0: think it will dictate the Jameis Winston thing. If Jameis Winston is there, I don't think they're taking Mac Jones. If Jameis Winston is not there, I 100% see them taking Mac Jones.
1: Right. So, you know, who, who's and who knows? And you and I are going to be a, a little... Uh, we will be invested in that as well because the Mac Jones has been linked to the Patriots. But moving on, 29, the Pat Green Bay Packers take an edge rusher Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia. Don't know anything about what him. Is, what his a, name kind of sounds like. It's his fitness, so shout out his fitness. What a dope name. Yep, dope name. Uh, 100%. At pick 30, Kurt, this is a, a name that you and I are familiar with. We have the Bills taking cornerback out of Florida State, Asante Samuel Jr. Whoa. Nice. <laughs> a big big reaction from Kurt. He Wrapping up here really So, cool so Fuck him. Yeah, that's fine. Wrapping up really quick. The Chiefs at 31, taking a tackle out of Alabama, Alex Leatherwood. Uh, Leatherwood is a sick last name, but you know, if he's on the Chiefs, hopefully he's bad. I that is sweet. That is a sweet last name. And Kurt, uh, the way we did this mock draft is that you had to sign up to be a team to pick. So currently, I'm on the clock as also the commissioner. So fuck rules. I'm just making them up. Uh, I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm looking at the big board, Kurt. I maybe this is a preview of the next quick mock draft we're going to do. But as GMs, who do we like on the big board right now?
0: Well, if you look at the the Bucks, OK, they have a need for maybe if they want to go offensive line. They have a very well, again, it all is going to dictate what happens in free agency. Is Shaq right. staying? Is David White staying for that defense? Right. If if that if one of them leaves, I like Xavier. Like I think his name is Zavin Collins. He's from linebacker from Tulsa. He's very good. Um you're going down here a little bit. There's a tight end from Penn State who is phenomenal the, the they don't need a they don't need a tight end. but um, I don't know. Tom Brady's not going to be there forever. Maybe Kyle Trask stays in Florida. I don't know. his quarterback. so i would I would go towards Zaven Collins, the linebacker from Tulsa.
1: Okay, well, I'm the commissioner and I decide. So I scroll a little farther down. I see a safety from Syracuse. His name is Andre Cisco Cisco's your dog's name. Your dog is a very good boy. Their bucks are taking Andre Cisco.
0: I like it. So Bruno, I don't know if you can see it, but mm. I'm I can see the overall draft grades. Can you see it? Probably not, right? Uh where are you looking? So it's so for me, I every time you made a pick, I did it in mine. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna. Sp- Talk about some of the picks here for a quick second. Okay. So the draft okay, grade. T- 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 pro football focus dra- grades the drafts. Um mm-hmm. Lawrence and Zach Wilson both got A pluses. Jamar Chase to the Dolphins, B plus. Pene Sewell, a-, a B. And I know we talked about Liddy Titty quitty to the Bengals <laughs> at five. Pro football focus gave it an F. No. They did, but it, it is too early for him. It's too bro. Him they the did one- our boy too, I they know. Did they did our boy. They, they, they did they did Liddy Titty Quiddy dirty. Um <laughs>
1: I'm. I am upset I need the Patriots to draft him. I've made up my mind, Kurt. I need the Patriots to draft. him. It'd be three Michigan guys. It'd have
0: Josh Uche, Chase Winovich, and Liddy Titty Quitty. I don't even care. I love it. I love it. Uh, they gave the Eagles a D for taking Justin Fields.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. They
0: gave Kyle Pitts an A plus. I'm telling you, he's legit. Yep. Micah Parsons a B for the Giants. Blah blah blah. blah. Jalen Waddle, A plus. The Pats, we love to oh, see yes. that. Uh, Kadarius Tony, the wide receiver from Florida, they gave an A two for the for the Raiders. Trey Lance, mm-hmm. North Dakota State quarterback for Washington Football Team, A plus. Um, Rondale Moore, the wide receiver from Purdue, to the Jets at twenty three, they gave an A plus. Damn it! Yeah, he's good. Mac Jones at twenty eight to the Saints, they gave an A plus. Wow. Um, your pick up Andre Cisco to the Bucks. Let's see. <laughs> Well, C stands for Cisco, so that's appropriate. You're right. So they gave the overall draft a B+. Plus, so good job to the draft gods. Hey, there we go. Shout out me in my first time as commissioner. Oh, Bruno, that was good stuff. So that brings us now to mock draft numero dos. Okay? Numero dos. The Patriots are um, our team, obviously. And Bruno and I are the new GMs. So get on board with that. Okay? So how this is going to work is the computer picks every other team. Uh, me and Bruno will be picking for the Patriots. Yep. So we'll see, you know, Bruno, let's try to, let's talk strategy here. Okay? okay. If Zach Wilson or Justin Fields falls past number past the Falcons at number four, I've always been in the mindset. I want to trade up. If I can get Zach Wilson, first and foremost, I'm trading up. If I can get Justin Fields, I'm considering trading up. You know what I'm saying? um other than that other than that you 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 have some playmakers on the board um obviously we talk about the tight end from florida um there's receivers from bama there's a whole lot of things you can do so
1: we'll have to see how the board falls what how do you feel about potentially trading up so i would say from my perspective kurt Let's just get this out of the way. It's unrealistic to trade to number one for Trevor Lawrence. It would just be too much to trade. So, like, we're just not going to do that. Maybe for fun, we could be like, oh, yeah, as a shadow commissioner, I would do that. But for this sake, we're not going to do that. To your second point about trading up, I would only do it for Zach Wilson. I would not do it for Justin Fields. I don't It's not like I'm I think Justin Fields is necessarily going to be bad. I just am not 100 percent sold on it. I just don't feel confident and I feel way more confident in taking the risk that would be sending over all that capital that we would have to do to trade up to whatever it would be for Wilson, I would be I would feel much better doing it for Wilson for Field. So I'm I don't know Deal. like I'll I'll let you decide the bar like if he's there at 4, if he's there at 5, whatever the bar is, I'll trade up for Field for um Wilson, I won't trade up for fields.
0: Deal. All right, ready to start this bad boy?
1: Ready to start this bitch. All right.
0: At pick number 1, the Jaguars took Trevor Lawrence. Shocking. Shocking, Shocking. okay? Jets on the board at number two. They took Justin Fields. See, no, that's good. They didn't take Zach Wilson. Um, number three, Dolphins on the board took Jamar Chase. Sounds familiar. Whoa. Oh, okay. All right, Bruno. Pick number four Falcons took Jalen Waddle, the guy the Pats got in the last draft. Okay.
1: Wow. So,
0: Bruno, this is what I was talking about. This is that sweet spot. I said pass the Falcons, right?
1: Who's five? Who's picking up the five?
0: Bengals? They don't need a quarterback. They got one. They got Joe Burrow. All right. so I'm not trading up here. I'm, I, if I'm, if I'm the GM and Zach Wilson is
1: there and I have to, only- oh, wait. Sorry. We would trade up here because they don't need a, sorry. I, right. I'm the lot. No. Yeah, yeah. They yeah.
0: don't need one because they have Joe Burrow. They're, Oof. the Bengals are a team who needs a lot, right? The Bengals need a lot. There's no doubt they could get a playmaker here or whatever. But why not entice them with more draft, draft capital? They're not going to win mm. this year. Okay, so if I'm the Patriots, Bruno, I'm going to try to trade up. Are you down to try to trade up?
1: I'm down to try. I I don't know how likely it is, but I'm down to try. All
0: right, so we would be asking for the Bengals' fifth, the number five pick. Right. We would definitely have to give up our 2021 first round pick. So
1: 15. pick 15. Uh, we
0: have a compository pick number 96. I'm going to throw that in there.
1: We have what it's what's between one and or 15 and 96. Is that we have, a, we only- have pick 47.
0: And then I'm going to try. I'll throw in a second rounder next year. I'm going to offer this trade to them. uh, And then the computer either accepts or says, I have four more tries. I would do that trade in a heartbeat. So I'm offering the trade. They fucking accepted it. Oh my God, baby. Let's go. They accepted it. So, Bruno, we are the Patriots. We are on the board at pick um, number five. Five. Okay. So, I mean, it's simple, right? It's simple. It's Zach Wilson, right?
1: I Kurt, am I or am I not a simple guy? You're a simple guy. Okay, it's Zach Wilson. He's we've
0: we've, okay. we've selected him. Um, Kurt, that, was, that was are we the best GMs in the history of the <laughs> ever? Are we the best GMs ever? <laughs> um, Bruno, I'm gonna, just gonna fast forward to the end of the draft
1: now because we yeah, uh, do it. Do it. See, see who else see whatever, what other chumps get drafted after us? Yeah, whatever, whatever losers. All right, let me who do the Bengals take at our spot? Let me see.
0: So it's grading the draft. Um, hold on. So the Bengals at number 15 took Jeremiah owusu Karma <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bruno, the draft grades yep. are in. All right, grade it. The draft is complete. Pro Football Focus has given us an A-plus for the trade. So the trade of number five, so they graded the trade, okay. an A-plus. Okay. And our selection of Zach Wilson, an a And our overall <laughs> draft grade, an A-plus. <laughs>
1: Let's, but we're the best, literally the best GMs in the history of
0: GMs. So, just to prove that I'm not full of baloney, I just yep. took a screenshot of that, Bruno. So do it, post it. I will be posting it, and I will be um, I, it's gonna be posted. So, it'll, find oh, that I in this, know. find that in this week's uh, Instagram post, it. Bruno. I'm also for shits and gigs, sending it to you yep. right now, just so you can confirm, just so okay. you can okay. confirm. Right. How um, many? how do I do this? Desktop screenshot so bruno can back me up that we got an a plus for our uh, overall mock draft results from our first gig as gms
1: of the patriots i've opened my phone and i have seen the message and i literally can't <laughs> confirm there's a suspicious amount of a pluses in this picture like suspicious it's just simply big brain stuff <laughs> huge brain. i mean kurt what did we expect we're, that was the easiest draft of all time we're the fucking best
0: let's see who, where the other people go let's see um yeah. So Micah Parsons, seven Kyle Pitts again to the Panthers. Apparently the Panthers like Kyle Pitts. Okay. Devonta Smith to the Broncos. Trey Lance to the
1: 49ers. Oh. Um that's a weird pick. You said he's a project. That's a weird pick for the 49ers who need to win now. Yeah, there
0: are some weird picks in here. Okay. So yeah. Lawrence went to the Jaguars. Fields went to the Jets. We took Zach Wilson. 49ers took Trey Lance. Right. Um, whoa. The Bears traded up.
1: For Kyle Trask, oh, they do need a quarterback. So,
0: uh, Quitty, Litty Titty, Quitty went to uh, <laughs> the Titans and Mike Vrabel in this one at pick twenty-two.
1: <laughs> well, Mike Vrabel uh, does love talking about uh, body parts, as he uh, referenced cutting off his penis to win a Super Bowl. He d-
0: he did do that. Um, so, <laughs> Liddy Titty, but like. Do you see in the last draft why they gave him an
1: F at pick number five? Because he got picked 20. I will not accept. I don't care if he goes one overall or is, or 100 overall, Kurt. Liddy Titty Quiddy is the fucking best. He's our pick. <laughs> I should I have traded
0: back up in the draft to go get to <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, Kadarius Tony, the really good receiver yep. in Florida, went to the goddamn Steelers. So the rich just get richer there. They don't need that. No, they don't need that. I know. Mac Jones selected pick thirty two by the Buccaneers. Wow!
1: Wow. I mean, honestly, Mac Jones, I don't see as a huge threat to Tom Brady. That's kind of like Jimmy G. I feel like it's almost the same kind of deal. So, what? That was
0: fun. I'm excited. That was good.
1: That was fun, Kurt. Honestly, might have to do some more of those offline. It's it's just an outrageous time. It's just so fun. (laughs) You know, that was ah good times, man. Take us out of here. All right. Well, again, uh, hope you enjoyed the uh, both the breaking down the news, breaking down a little bit of Super Bowl preview, and then getting into some mock drafts. Again, let us know if you agree or disagree with what your team picked in our drafts, but that, like Kurt said, go to it yourself, do your own mock drafts. It's pretty fun. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it, you know, and you can manipulate it as many times as you want to get the result that you want, unlike the real one. So, you know, feel free to live in your fantasy world. If you really want a certain player, you can see the, you know, get your a pluses and have a great time. So do that on your own time. But uh one final time this upcoming weekend we have not only the last game but we have our last pick six i think kurt already locked up first place so i don't really want to talk about it but shout out to him we're still gonna pick because you know we need to finish it off strong we, we need to start finish what we started so i'm interested to see what the actual final numbers will be because i think this pick is worth five right like yeah i think was four points. last week yeah. and four, five. so again it'd be kind of cool to see what the final numbers are uh so yeah tune in um for our pick six on sunday that's going to be absolutely electric um and then, of course, we will be back, Kurt. We will be back next week with our last episode planned as of now for the season, breaking down the Super Bowl, any other news at that point. And then, you know, later scheduled TBD, right? But for now, just know, you know, don't stress. The last game might be Sunday, but you got another episode coming next week. So, Kurt, on that note, we will see you next time on Playing the Field.